What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Y Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you could find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Trip Lanier. Now, Trip Lanier coaches men to get out of the rat race, become an authority in their field, and make a great living doing meaningful work that they love. From small business owners to startup founders to Navy SEALs, Trip has coached anyone and everyone who refuses to settle, play it safe, or follow herd. As the host of the New Man Podcast, he has racked up millions of downloads conducting interviews with extraordinary thinkers in business, personal growth, and spirituality. So Trip has a lot to share with us today. So Trip, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go, Trip. How are you feeling today? I'm doing great, Kojo. Thank you so much for having me, man. Great, great, great. And for those of you who don't know, Trip is actually a big freaking deal for just in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> now, two years ago, before I started this podcast, I started this podcast about a year and a half ago. Two years ago, before I started this podcast, Trip was in my daily rotation of podcasters that I listened to, whether it was uh, it was either Trip on the New Man podcast, it was either John Lee Dumas on uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire, or I was watching uh, Patrick David videos on YouTube, but Trip was in my big three. So the fact that Kojo is sitting here today interviewing Trip is a trip. So we're we're going to go into these questions, and I'm really excited about today's interview because we're going to talk about his book, but we're really going to dive into what Trip does uh, first off. So Trip, let's go ahead and ask you, why do you do what you do today? Well, these days I'm a professional coach. I've been coaching for 15 years. And so for those of you that, that don't know, when I tell people I'm a coach, like, oh, like Little League or football or mm-hmm. what, what do you do as a coach? So as a coach, essentially, I help leaders bring out the best in themselves. So for those of us that are out there and it's like, you know, one day I'm really going to lean in and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kick butt. I'm going to transition into this other career or I'm really going to get my stuff together and I'm, I'm going to get a, you know, I'm going to build my business or I'm going to make my mark in this way. And year after year, nothing really happens or we just kind of stay stuck on a, on a flat trajectory. Mm-hmm. A coach is uh, helpful to come in and say, hey, what are we really doing here? Let's look at your choices. Let's say, hey, let's do a little bit less of this and let's do a little bit more of what you want to do. So as a coach, it's not my job to know what's best for you. My job is to pull out, you know, to draw out the leader in you, the big, the biggest, best part of you and say, let's do more of that. Yeah. Bring it forth, bring it, bringing it forth. It's already in you. You just have to bring it forth. So I love it. So Trip, really walk us through the process of you becoming uh, who you are today uh, with the coaching stuff. Like how did that all even transpire and come about? You know, I already had a, a wonderful dream job and dream career before I became a coach. When I, I grew up as a creative kid, I was always whether it was music or art or whatever. So I, I went to art school essentially, and I got out of uh, school t- and got into media production. And I had a media production company. It meant I was making videos, editing videos, and that kind of thing. And I did that for 12 years. Uh, and I had a mm-hmm. wonderful lifestyle. It allowed me to travel. It allowed me to have a lot of time off for myself. 
but mm-hmm. deep down I, I was like, wait a second, something's missing here. You know, I, I got on this track when I was really young, I was 22 and mm-hmm. there was a sense that, wait a second, is this really what I want to do the rest of my life? And mm-hmm. I had been so from an early age, so staunchly, uh, aware I wanted to be aligned. I didn't want to be just another guy kind of in a box driving from one box into another box into this and the, you know, mm-hmm. like living the cubicle life kind of thing. I was really aware that I wanted to do my own thing and, and really see life as an art. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it scared me. It scared me whenever this dream business that I had created suddenly felt out of alignment with who I was. And at that time, I was reading a lot of personal growth books, a lot of spiritual development books. I was practicing a lot of different things going on. weird. I was the weird guy going on meditation mm-hmm. retreats and all of these other types of things. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, I, I want to be in that conversation more and more. I want to be in conversations every day where I'm helping people draw out who they really are and then implement more of that in the world. And in order for me to do, you know, in, in order for me to help them, I had to become that for myself. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Trip, again, if we could even just dive in a little bit deeper, like what do you think were some childhood hobbies or habits that matriculated into who you became today? I mean, I know, you know, you became a coach from uh, like just you wanted to to put that out into the world. But what part of you do you think that you had like any little part of you when you were a kid that, uh, you know, still uh, that you still use today in order to uh, be who you are? Yeah, I think. You know, if if you really got to know me, you'd know I was pretty allergic to small talk. Mm -hmm. I'm really not going to sit around and talk about the weather or sports teams or anything like that. I love getting into conversations about real things, whatever that is, right? What's really going on? I tend to lean forward. It's like, oh, wow, there's some truth being told here or there's something's being revealed here. And it's not about drama. It's just there's just something enlivening about getting in there and really understanding myself or really understanding others. And I think at an early age – I was I remember gravitating towards those types of conversations. I lost my mother when I was 13 and I remember just not giving a damn about it just woke me up. I think I had to do a lot of growing up at least in some ways uh, as a teenager and I just I just couldn't care about some of the daily trivial dramas that you know other high school kids were going through and that I, I I but I was drawn towards like what's really going on? I mean, life is crazy, right? Like what's really yeah. happening here? What's going to happen to us when we get out of school? Where are we going after that? What you know, we're going to die one day. I was really aware of mortality. And it's like, well, wait a second. How do I really want to live? And I, I that that was really keyed into that from a very early age. And um wow. and so being in those conversations, uh, that's where I felt most alive or most grounded. Very 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 nice. Now Trip, I'm going to have to, before I even dive into this book, let me go ahead and ask one of my favorite questions. Out of all the questions, this is my absolute favorite. Now, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? The way that I viewed grades, especially when I got into college, was that I saw that I was able to see that there was a game, okay, that in grades were part of the game. They were like the points. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to have some mentors or some connections outside of school that had already let me know. They say, look, your grades are one thing, but really what's going to make a difference is your ability to make an impact, your ability to lead, your ability to listen, right? Your ability mm-hmm. to be trained, not to be indo- you know, indoctrinated or domesticated, but your ability to be a team player and look for ways to make a difference. Getting grades doesn't necessarily – 
you know, getting good grades doesn't necessarily train you to do that. It doesn't train you to have that type of an awareness to look at what's really going on. Mm-hmm. For many of us, getting good grades just teaches us to ask, what should I do? What hoop should I jump through? And so I still wanted to get through school. I didn't want to just say, hey, to heck with school and this is all BS. But I recognize and say, look, I, you know, this is just a system. I need to learn how to manage my time. I need to learn how to manage my energy. I need to learn how to manage my focus. There are things that I'm, I am aware that I want to do. And there's this other game that's going on. And so instead of rebelling against the game, I realized, okay, I need to get a certain level of grades, but what I really need to do is keep an eye on the prize. What's the most important thing that I can learn? So if I'm in this school, how can this help me? How can I leverage the opportunities here to learn what I truly need to learn? And so it wasn't that school was BS, but I'd looked at it through the lens like, okay, how can this help me? And, you know, where I was, it was like, hey, there's all this gear. You can learn how to use this gear. It's like, if I can learn how to use that gear, I can get a job. I can get paid well. Mm-hmm. And so whether I didn't give a damn about the grades. It was like, I'm going to learn how to use this gear well. I'm going to build up a, you know, a reel of good work so that mm-hmm. when I get out of here, I'm making several hundred dollars a day instead of 40. And yes. that, made, that made a much bigger difference because the kids that were just looking for grades were just looking to impress their teacher. Mm-hmm. I was thinking above and beyond that. I said, I wanna, when I get out of here, I really want to make my mark, and the time is now. How can I leverage that now? Very, very, very nice, Trip. I love that answer. Now, Trip, what we're going to do now is roll into this book will make you dangerous. And can we can we even just get like a brief? I, I want to hear what you got to say about this book. Now, of course, this is a, a book written by you, but uh, I, I've already read it. Um, now, if you could give, you know, the people listening just a little bit of background so that they can hear, you know, what this book is all about. Well, after being in this personal growth game and even just being in my own life for so long, I start to really look at what holds us back. What are the things that hold us back? We say we want ABC in our relationships. We say we want ABC in our professional lives. We say we want ABC in our personal lives. But what really holds us back? It's ourselves. Okay, right. Got it. It's ourselves. But what specifically? Mm -hmm. And it helps to just identify what we believe is dangerous. We've adapted. Yes, there are real dangers in our life, but for most of us on a day-to-day basis, we've, we've adapted and we've redefined what it means to be, what, what is dangerous to us. And so I explore what those ideas are in the book. And when we identify them, we can start to see, we'll say, wait a second, that might be uncomfortable. That might be a little risky. That might make me look like a moron, but it's not, it doesn't have to hold me back. Right. If I really yeah. want ABC in my life, then I'm willing to be a little bit uncomfortable. I'm willing to take on a little risk. I'm willing to get over myself. And that opens up the doors to the, the experiences we and the opportunities that we most want to have. So it's essentially a way of kind of poking fun at this idea that do we really need to play it safe all the time? That's yeah. that's the essence of the book. Very, very nice. And Trip, let me talk about this. I mean, there are a couple of things that I want to talk about out of this book, but uh, one of the most important, I think one that really resonates with the podcast was your idea of outcome versus experience. Now, can we talk a little bit about that, about the difference between the outcome and the experience? For sure. How many of us, right, we, we went through school, hey, good, get good grades so you can get into college, get, you know, get a degree in college so you can get a good job, get the job mm-hmm. so you can get married, get, get you know, and buy the house and then get so the kids. And, and so it's, on and so forth. And so on and so on. So I, I've been fortunate enough to jump through a lot of those hoops myself, but I've mm-hmm. also been in a place where I've worked with people that, you know, have really done well. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is that even though they've done really well for themselves, they can often be really confused when all the money and the recognition 
and the status and all of this other types of stuff, they still feel trapped, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're in this box, like they can't really do anything else in life or they feel drained. They've mm -hmm. got to keep doing the same kind of work, even though it doesn't really inspire them anymore. They Sometimes they feel really isolated. Their mm -hmm. friendships have passed or the only people they really know or spend their time with are people that will help them professionally or those types of things. They don't have any genuine relationships mm -hmm. and or they feel bored or they feel overwhelmed. They don't have any peace of mind. And I I realized that, wait a second, what are we doing? We've all bought into this idea of, quote, success, more money, more nice things, lots of status, right? Lots of mm -hmm. this idea that we're financially secure. Hey, that all great. Mm -hmm. But what if it leaves us tra feeling trapped, drained, isolated, and bored or overwhelmed? Hmm. Well, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta start to question this thing. And most of us are like, let me get there first. Let me have all the nice things, and then I'll worry about yeah. if I feel trapped or drained or isolated, or, mm -hmm. or bored or overwhelmed, right? But, but for the most part, I'm tired of, I'm tired of seeing this. As a coach, people are like, hey man, I want to add a zero to my net worth. I want to, you know, build ABC. And I'm like, I'm not going to help you do that. If it's just going to have you feel more trapped and drained, it's just not worth it to me. It's not yeah. enlivening for me. It's not inspiring to me. It's not why I'm on this planet. Mm -hmm. And so this idea between outcomes and experiences, I say, look, this outcome that you want, whether it's the more money or you want to live in that neighborhood or you want your kids to go to that school or you want to you know, have this title, whatever those things are, how mm -hmm. do you imagine you're going to feel when you get there? Huh, I never really thought about that. Well, you've got a theory, whether you realize it or not, because if you got you achieved that thing and you still felt trapped or drained or isolated or bored or overwhelmed, you would realize you would believe that you screwed up. Mm. And so I walk them through this process and we draw out the experiences they imagine those outcomes would create for them. And I say, let's play for that because ultimately, whether we realize it or not, that's what we want. Yeah. And what we yeah. may find is we don't have to be – we don't have to summit the big mountain or be the king of the world or do all this other stuff. When we focus on those experiences, then we can create goals that are in service of those. And a lot of times, Koja, mostly what we want is a lot closer than we imagine. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for that, trip. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to dive into that a little bit before I even uh, answer my next question. So, again, two years ago today, if you – I was in the process of uh, exactly what Tripp is describing. So literally I was uh, on an entrepreneurial route. I was what, 19 years old. And I was like going to college just for the entrepreneur classes, just for the entrepreneur meetings. And I, my only goal was to make it rich. Like I just wanted to make it big. That was my only goal. Like I knew business was the the key route to getting me there. Like I just wanted to, to have the status. I wanted to have the power. I wanted to have all that. And really um, the what I really wanted to do I always knew what it was I because every time I uh, sat there and I thought about it and I said, you know, once I'm 80 years old and, you know, I've done everything I've won and then da, 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 one day I want to, you know, help kids out, really try to figure out what they want to do in life. And like that was and I knew that that was going to make me happy. And no matter what, how old I was, what age I was at, I knew that that one thing was going to make me happy. I knew it the whole time. However, I thought that my happiness was intertwined really with the success, with the uh, the the fame, the money, the blah, blah, blah. You name it. The the titles, the, uh, you know, uh, approval of other people. I thought all the success and happiness laid in there. Really, all your happiness lays in what makes you happy, not what experience you think is. I mean, not experience outcome that you think is going to make you happy before you even think about, you know, what you want to do. Think about who you want to be. 
what you want to feel every day. And that's what we mean by experience versus outcome. It's not the you be fooled. Your your brain usually pairs. Uh, and again, uh, Trip, you can talk about this a little bit because, again, you talked about it in the book. But your brain usually pairs an, an outcome and an experience. So uh, like, for example, uh, I think you said in the book how um, you think just because you have a pile of money, you're going to be happy. It's not true. Just imagine having a pile of money right now. Like, it, will it really solve all your problems? Will it really make you that happy, uh, as happy as you think it will? Just because other people are saying that it will make you that happy. And uh, can you talk about that a little bit, Trip? Yeah, I, I think that again, I, I it's I want to be really clear that money's not bad, or having a lot of money is not mm-hmm. bad, or having status is not bad. We just want to make sure we don't turn them into a trap. Yeah. Okay. Because most of us, when we get on this track to become quote successful. We tend to become like these Labrador retrievers, right? It's just like throw the ball, throw the ball. Like we can't see anything else in life. Mm-hmm. And we neglect our health. We neglect our relationships. We neglect our ability to be present and actually enjoy the days that we have, yeah. the time that we have here. And so the way that I use it is like, look, how can we use money or you know the power that you want to have in the world to empower you to have the experiences you want to have? And when you understand the experiences you want to have, it's not an easy path. I want to be really clear that this isn't some kind of, hey, I only do what feels good, man. I'm going to mm-hmm. I mean, ride around. I'm going to smoke weed and just only do what feels good because that actually doesn't help us with our peace of mind either. That mm-hmm. breeds a sense of anxiety. It breeds a sense of, of helplessness. I don't know what I can do. I can only run away from the most difficult things in life. Yeah. When we talk about stepping on this path of inner authority, when we really start to own our sovereignty, when we really start to step into our power – Instead of being dragged along by this belief that we always have to be making money, we always have to be progressing, we start to realize that in order to do that, we're going to be stepping into the things that feel dangerous. We're going to have uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taking risks that, you know, well, it seems a lot safer to just chase money all the time, right? It yeah. seems a lot like I'd be more acceptable or I'd be more loved or, or whatever if I was really impressive. Who, what, what will they think of me if I'm not always pushing, if I'm not always progressing? Mm-hmm. Those things are, are all challenges. They all feel dangerous to us. We all have different versions of that. I've met guys that make a ton of money, and the idea of going backwards in, in, in their income is terrifying for them. They lose yeah. sleep about it, not because yeah. they're afraid they're going to be on the street, but because their their sense of identity is tied to that. I'm going to be a loser if I don't make a half million dollars exactly. a year. Exactly. I'm going to be a chump. So that feels dangerous to us. Yeah. To yeah. to to start to lean in and again yeah. not just chase the I always feel good all the time. That's not it at all. It's actually going to feel more dangerous to say I'm going to get over myself and actually go find my own path in life and have the guts to move towards that and really walk that path for myself. Very, very nice. And Trip, let's talk about fear since, again, you, you described that perfectly. So let's let's just go ahead and dive right into fear and uh, our fear powered decisions. Like, let's let's please let's talk about that, because, again, your chapter on the on fear was absolutely perfect. So I, w- I really want to just hear it from uh, what you have to say. Well, when we start to get out of this herd mentality. When we get out of this prey mentality, I talk about how a lot of our success is tied to this. It's a sense of fear, right? Yeah. I have to, I, I have to outrun my threats. I'm, and what yeah. are the threats? I'm, I don't want to be uncomfortable. That feels like a threat. So I need to have nice stuff. What do you mean? I can't have a 37 inch TV. I got to have the 65. Oh my God. What happens if I don't have the 65? Like mm-hmm. there's guys that are, that are worried about that. I can't have, I yeah. can't, can't go smaller games on Sunday. So but it's it's that it's this this fear that I'm never going to have enough money. That's that's another threat to our survival. And then this the big one is the the threat to our self image, right? So we keep coming from comfort 
certainty or risk and then this belief that we have to be somebody. And trust me, we all have a version of that. Yes. When we start to walk our own path, when we start to really pay attention to what we want and the experiences we most want to have in our lifetime, we're going to meet resistance. Why? Because we're moving outside of our comfort zone. It's going to feel risky from time to time. It's going to challenge that, that self-image. So most of us stop right there. Wait a second. Something must be wrong. I feel uncomfortable. This doesn't feel right. You know what? I'm just going to park it right here. I'm going to wait for the perfect plan. Mm-hmm. I need to have all the information. I need to see how steps five, seven, and eight are going to work out before mm-hmm. I take step one. All of these types of things, and I see this every single day yep. in my coaching practice, and I wish that I could say I was immune. No. That's why I hire coaches is they help me see where I'm full of my own BS and mm-hmm. need to move through that, that fear. So fear doesn't mean anything is bad or wrong. It's something we want to take a look at. And the practice that we can develop is to write down, like, what am I really afraid of here? What's the worst case scenario? And many times when we grab a flashlight and we go look at this monster under the bed, we don't find anything. We find mm. something that's a little scary or it might be kind of a, a pain in the butt. But when we look at our life as a whole, like you talked about, right? When you, mm-hmm. you start to see your life as a whole, you really want to go back and say, you yeah, know, I'm glad that at 22 I gave up because that, that little thing was really going to be – you know, the, the thing that, that needed to stop me, that, that was really, truly dangerous. Are we going to be glad yeah. to say, you know what, I'm glad I sacked up and really went for it. I'm yeah. glad that I, I moved through that, that, that thing that seemed dangerous at that time. Yes. Otherwise, our life just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And unfortunately, that's what's happening. We're getting more and more fragile as we move away from the things that scare us. Yes, yes, yes. And Trip, like, let's talk about the, that primitive instinct that all humans have of uh you know that um, i mean why are we why are we so scared to be uncomfortable in the first place that that primitive you know uh instinct that we have in our brain that uh, tells us that we're gonna die if this happens like can we can we talk about that trip i i'm not a scientist i'm not an evolutionary you know or a biological scientist in any means but but we do have a part of our brain that was wired to always look for threats that's what helped us evolve. That's what helped us get through the really, really, really tough times, right? Where things were trying to eat us every day. Mm-hmm. So it really served us. Well, guess what? That part of the brain is still there. Yeah. And even though there's no big tiger that's trying to eat us every day, it's still looking for threats. And so it's, it's adapted. It's hedonically yeah. adapted to look for new threats. Yeah. Oh, what are people going to think of me if they see me in this off-brand outfit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it started like, <laughs> what are they going to think of me if they're going to see me in this crappy car? Exactly. Right? What are they going to think of me if I don't have, you know, X, Y, Z? And we really get scared. We really, like, we really will, you know, scramble and do wrong things. I mean, a lot of people do a lot of wrong things. Out of most, most of the the people who are, you know, crossing people with all this power right now, the the people who have power and are, you know, um, using it to their advantage in order, to, they're really just scared. They're running away because they don't want to be, they don't want to go back to to being poor. They they want their cat their, their taxes cut because they don't want to. They want more. The more money, the better. They don't want to go back to being broke. Right. It's never it's never rational. It's the thing about fears. It's not a rational thing. Yeah. Um, but if we don't get curious about it, then it can drive us. Right. We we yeah. can have way more than we would ever need, but at the same time, feel like it's never enough. Exactly. And, and to me, I, I talk about just enough disease and then also never enough disease. There's this, there's this part of us that does just enough to get by and then we stop because we don't want to do the uncomfortable work to keep moving towards what we ultimately want in our life. But then there's that part of us that never feels like it's enough and it's trapped in this prey mentality. The tiger's always coming no matter what. And so we, no, matter, no matter how much money's in the bank, how much status we got, how many followers we got, whatever that thing is, it's never enough. We always see what's missing, and that feels 
like a threat. It feels yeah. like a genuine threat to that part of our brain. Yeah. Yes. 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 Trip. Trip. I love it. I love all of it. All of it right there. Now, uh, now, guys, please this now, uh, Trip, please uh, describe, you know, when this I don't know if this book even came out yet. I know I got a I know I got a pre copy. I got a digital copy and I got a, the hard copy. But if we could, you know, promote this thing, because I really think that based on the conversation that we just had, that a lot of people who just listened to that conversation are going to want to pick this book up, not only pick this book up, but also, you know, go to your new man podcast and really check you out. So if there's anything, you know, the, the website, again, your book, uh, you know, social media that you can promote so we can put in the link in the description below, please shout that out right now. Absolutely. So anywhere, you know, best place to get the book is Amazon. Just look up my name, Trip Lanier, or this book will make you dangerous. And you can get it on Kindle. You get paperback or you get the audiobook version. Uh, I got a ton of resources, free resources available at the newmanpodcast.com. And if you want to learn more about the coaching services that I provide, you can go to triplanier.com. And let me be very clear, very, very clear when I say that this book right here, that this this book will make you dangerous is a must pick up. I think I'm going to add it to my uh, daily regiment now that uh, it has come out because Trip has honestly wrote an excellent book on how to not. I mean, the, the new man podcast alone uh, before when I even uh, before I started this podcast, when I used to listen to it, the new man podcast helped me transform my mindset from the herd. Again, I, I, I hopped out the herd and just started thinking for myself as soon as I started listening to the, to the new man podcast. So I guarantee you, once you pick up this book, once you're done reading it, once you go to the New Man podcast, you listen to any episode on there, your your mindset will change. Your mindset will change. So please pick up the book. Please hit the link in the description. Uh, Trip is an excellent, excellent, excellent coach, excellent, excellent author, supposedly an excellent, excellent host for his podcast. So I really, really, really want you guys to pick this one up in the link in the description below. Please check it out. Uh, now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Tripp helped you find it here today. And folks, that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the move.